One thing that I talk a lot about on this podcast is the balance between self-care and business. And that's because if we don't take care of ourselves, we won't be able to effectively run our businesses. We can't ignore the conversations that happen around being a business owner and how that affects our stress levels and mental health. I've seen firsthand how running a business can put a strain on our mental health and what happens if there's no one to talk to that can help. If you've reached a point where you might be feeling stressed, anxious, depressed, or overwhelmed, then my sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You can talk to your therapist in a private, online environment at your own convenience. And with a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network, you can find access to help that may not otherwise be available in your area and request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com strategy. That's BetterHelp.com slash strategy. Are you struggling to find clarity in your business? Do you feel like you're winging it as a solopreneur and lacking the confidence to charge your worth? Are you tired of the never ending hamster wheel of content creation and marketing? If so, the Strategic CEO Accelerator Program is just what you need. This 90 day group coaching program will take you from struggling solopreneur to savvy CEO with a solid business foundation for success. In this program, we'll cover everything from mindset and time management to finding your messaging and making marketing that connects with your audience. You'll learn how to think like a CEO and create big picture goals with action plans to make them a reality. We'll help you build a brand identity that gives you the freedom to pick the clients you want to work with and find the work-life balance you deserve. With bi-weekly coaching sessions, personalized group assignments and feedback, access to a private community, email support, in a mind map journal just for business, you'll have all the tools you'll need to build a better business. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, schedule a complimentary strategy session and learn more about how the Strategic CEO Accelerator Program can give you the clarity, confidence, and consistency you need to succeed. Let's work together to build a solid foundation for your business and take your CEO skills to the next level. Visit strategybysasha.com slash strategic accelerator to sign up now. Welcome to Strategy for Creatives, business minus the bullshit. Whether you're new in business or find yourself in a season of change, get ready to build a strategy, create an action plan, and crush those goals. I'm Sasha, host of Strategy for Creatives, and I help female-led businesses grow their brands in authentic, measurable, and meaningful ways without the stress. There's no sugar coating here. I'm serving up real tips and actionable steps you can take to help get you organized, get off the path to burnout, and grow your brand like a boss. So go ahead, pull up a chair, grab a notepad, and let's talk business. Welcome to Strategy for Creatives Business Minus the Bullshit. I, of course, am your host, Sasha. And today, I'm actually having a conversation with someone that I did a strategy uh, discovery call with, and I found her business 
so fascinating and something that I really didn't know much about um, that I invited her to be a guest on the show because I think that if you are outside of this world, you probably have very little understanding of the distinction between the two things that we're going to be talking about today. And so I wanted to talk about specifically copy editing. And I know a lot of people are going to go right towards copywriting. And most of us know what that is. Um, but this is actually a thing. Um, and I think most people don't realize it, it might be a thing. And so to have this conversation with me today, I am talking to Jasmine J. Herman, who is a strategic brand marketing consultant and a copy editor with 20 plus years of digital marketing experience. She has helped hundreds of small businesses authors, entertainers, and nonprofits create engaging content in blogs, marketing, campaigns, books, and podcasts. She's very passionate about environmental sustainability and helping creative professionals share engaging and grammatically sound content. She's very proud of her work with B is for Black Excellence, the Ford Foundation, and PBS Kids, and she's been featured in Block, which was formerly Square, Forbes, and Fast Companies. When she's not working, you can find her watching sci-fi action movies. She loves playing Scrabble, which doesn't surprise me, um, and, or she's solving uh, New York Times wordle puzzles, which also doesn't surprise me. I suck at both of those because I'm not good at words. Um, my husband is really big into Scrabble, and he grew up playing it with his mom. And I've played him exactly one time. Um, and it's because I am just, not, I'm not good. I think it's because my parents, <laughs> my parents both grew up in Spanish speaking households. So English in general, and then uh, spelling <laughs> never came naturally to me. Um, so I don't play him in Scrabble, but <laughs> it doesn't surprise me that you like it. So Jay, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very, very much. We're going to have to talk about you in this now. <laughs> I used to play back in, I guess it was the early 2000s. We played like words with friends mm -hmm. and I would play with his mom, my mother-in-law, and I would just, it, I would get demolished every game. Like I, I probably, I, two, three, three little words. That's like, I can do that. Four little words, possibly anything other than that. I'm like, I, yeah, I, my mind just does not work that way. I I can't like once he would put the word on the board, I'd be like, oh, that makes sense like that. <laughs> I can see that. Now. I, to I totally get it. I totally get it because I grew up playing Scrabble with my mom and my brother and she would roast us practically every <laughs> single time. I mean, she would come up with these words. We're like, that isn't mom. That's, that's not a word. She's like, yes, it is. Look it up. And of course, you know, you challenge, you lose your turn. So. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, my, but my brother would come up with words like mythology. I'm like, how? How? Using those Y's and those Z's and the X and the, I'm just yeah, I I'm just it's not for me. I know where my strength <laughs> lies, and it is not in uh, writing. And so, but I wanted to bring you on the show because we had this conversation when we were talking about your business, um, and I realized that I don't think most people know the difference between what a copywriter and a copy editor does. And so let's start there. What what exactly is a copy editor? It's interesting. So first off, I have to say that we didn't talk about, so there's a copywriter, content writer, copy editor, ghostwriter. Oh, there's so many. So <laughs> ghostwriter, I know. I know what a ghostwriter is. I know what a copywriter is. I feel like I know what a content writer is. I 
I hope I do. I feel like that was a little bit self-explanatory, possibly. Um, well, maybe do you want to break down what the differences is a little bit then? So, I mean, essentially, we we all work with copy or written text, right? And so a huge difference between a copywriter and a content writer is the copywriter is writing content that is persuasive, getting people to, you know, to purchase something, to schedule something. And, you know, I, I typically say it's like a copywriter is the person that you, you date. A content writer <laughs> is the one that you marry because they're in it for the long haul. Like they're in, they're, they're doing the strategy. They're looking at the long-term advantage of making sure that, um, your audience is they're well fed, so to speak, with mm-hmm. content helping them to make a decision. You know, so yeah, that's that's the person you want to build your life with. But a copywriter may come in a project base and do like an, an email sequence or a landing mm-hmm. page or you know a short form blog post. Whereas the content writer is the person who's giving them the strategy and giving them the content to potentially write. Makes sense. Right. So that's sort of the difference there. But a con a copy editor, which is what I do, we work with all of that. So <laughs> we'll work with the copywriter and the content writer to make sure that everything is grammatically sound, that punctuation is on point, that everything flows, that syntax, that your sentence structure, that all of that is flowing in such a way that no one's gonna look at it going, Elsie, there should be a comma there. <laughs> you know, or catching the typos and you know, the, the, the your, the your, the your. <laughs> exactly. So that's what a copy editor does. A copy editor is not a copywriter, copywriter, nor is a copy editor a ghostwriter or a content writer. Times there are times where those things might overlap. You may work with someone who is a copywriter and a copy editor and a content writer, but they may or may not do all of those things on the same project and nor should they, because, you know, typically if you're working with copy, you know, for a period of time, you, you just miss things, right? So you want someone who is either one stage behind or before the content so that nothing gets missed. I hope that answers your question. It does actually, because, but so, and which leads me to my other question, because I think of copy editing in the way that it's described most when it comes to writing books, Mm. Um, you know, authors, they, you know, they write and I've read so many books and half the, a lot of my books are about people who are authors. Like there are a lot of romance novels, but, um, you know, they're writing a book and then they, they have to send it to their copy editor before by a published date, you know, and all that stuff. And so I've I've always understood it in that context. But when it comes to using it in more of a business context, Mm -hmm. when would you need a copy editor for that? Like, because I I think people know when they need a copywriter. I need I need my website about page done. I need, you know, my landing page Mm -hmm. done, like you said, or email sequence. But when would I need to search out for a copy editor in my business? So thank you for that question. Um, The difference for an author who's working with a copy editor versus, you know, an entrepreneur, solopreneur, something like that. So there are different levels of copy editing for a manuscript, right? Mm. Before, you know, something is being published as a book. There's developmental editing, substantive editing, line editing, copy editing, proofreading. So those terms typically... Uh, an author working with a publicist will understand that those are the different levels of editing that a manuscript, manuscript would need. A solopreneur, 
marketing director, you know, entrepreneur, they don't have to be necessarily concerned with those different levels of editing because that's not what their content needs. Yeah. Typically, uh, an entrepreneur or a company marketing director will seek out an editor for um, at that middle stage after something is being copywritten and before it's being published out into the world. Okay. So ideally, I will work with the copywriter on the team as that content is moving through the funnel. So I would see the content before it gets published or before it goes to a proofreader. Now, at times, I may be the copy editor and the proofreader. But again, it's like if everything is tiered properly, I wouldn't copy edit and then immediately proofread it. There's like yeah. copy editing and then it would go into design and then it goes to proofreading. So I might see it in the final design stage. But yeah, so manuscript copy editing has those different layers, but not necessarily for marketing campaign, copywriting, copy editing. And I, I don't think people think of the writing as having like those distinct stages, because I think I, I'm, because I know this, I've, I've thought of it myself, my, and I, I know so many business owners who think the same way. It's like, okay, I, you know, I need a website page done. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get a copywriter. She wrote my copy. And now I'm just going to put it on the website and process done. (laughs) (laughs) And now I have good copy and we don't even think about that step. I mean, I I guess in my mind, maybe the proofreading stage comes from like when they send it to us and we read it and we're like, okay, it sounds good. We may or may not be checking for grammatical errors, maybe relying on something like Grammarly Mm -hmm. to help you out. Um, But you don't even think about having a third party come in and say like oh no we're missing commas or this isn't structurally correct or something like that um i've even seen copywriters where i've gotten stuff written back from them and i'm like this doesn't sound all the way right (laughs) like i don't know if it's all the way grammatically like it sounds i can see where they were going with what they were trying to write but it doesn't sound right um so it makes sense that it, and I, I truly didn't think this until I started talking to you, that it makes sense mm-hmm. that you probably need a person in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, and granted, um, also consider that a copywriter is really well versed with SEO. They are really versed in conversion. They're yeah. not necessarily involved with the minutia and the nuances of grammar and punctuation yeah. and things like that, nor should they, because like and I said, I think people we all have replaced they- I think people think they are though, because when you think of anything that that's a writer, if you think it's a writer in it, then, you know, oh, you love English. Like maybe you studied in school, you, you know, you studied literature or something like that. Um, You love writing. And so that means you're like good at writing. It's like, you might be good at putting like thought on paper, (laughs) but not necessarily at writing. Right. That's exactly right. And it also brings up like what type of training does a copywriter have versus a copy editor? And there isn't necessarily a degree. There are certifications that you can get in editing, copy editing, but there isn't necessarily a degree. You can have a journalism degree and be really well versed in how to how to write in that capacity, but that's not the same as conversion writing. It's, it's just, it's a totally different beast. So you can also have many years in your industry, in a field, and know your business inside out. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to write grammatically sound content about 
that industry. So I typically will find that that's the case where someone's like, this is my business. I, I, know, I know what it is. I know how to write it. I'm just going to put it out there. Or maybe I'll get someone to write it for me. I'll look it over and then it's good to go. And when you come across those websites where, again, it's missing a certain flow or it's missing punctuation, there you go. They probably <laughs> didn't have a copy editor. And so a lot of times, granted, when I get an author that comes to me who's also releasing marketing material, it's an easier sell because they they understand the different nuances. Yeah. But I also have to educate my you know freelance people, my entrepreneurs, my solopreneurs, that you need a copy editor. Doctors need doctors. I have an editor, right? <laughs> so it's like, I don't release things without some another professional looking at my words. So I'm sorry, why should you think that you don't need someone to help you with yours? No, and that, that's exactly why I wanted you on the show because I think because most people don't know the distinction and they think that when you are hiring someone to write copy, that it is that that person's doing all of it. Like they're going to make sure it's grammatically sound, that it's flowing correctly, that, you know, your thoughts are coming out the right way, that they're selling, you know, like they're doing the goal of whatever you want this written copy to be without even realizing that there's a whole category of people who like literally just read and check for grammar <laughs> and make sure that it's right. Um, and so I guess I would ask because I fit to kind of, you mentioned this a little bit to your point, like how, what do you say to people when they're like, I, you know, I don't need a copy editor. Like I, I'm just going to read what my copywriter wrote me. And if it sounds good to me and you know, because people might not be looking at grammar like that closely. You know, it's not something, you know, people people are going to look for the your, your. Like, they, they'll catch things like that. But does it really matter if, like, the comma is not there or something like that? What do you say to people like that? Um, several things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one being if the lack of a comma or too many commas, too much punctuation, is the difference between you making a sale and not making a sale when you want to make sure that you, you have it down. So that's a big thing, right? That's bottom line. But then also too, it's about trust and building relationships with someone. So if I come across a website and I feel like if I'm seeing errors because I'm a copywriter and I can't not see them, but if I see that, I feel like what type of business person is this that they didn't put in the time and energy to make sure that mm. this isn't, you know, this doesn't make me feel comfortable. This doesn't make, this doesn't, you know, elicit a lot of trust, you know, then I may be less inclined to want to do business with that person. So yeah. to feel that it's not important, it really is because you may, you may never know that someone decided not to work with you because they yeah. didn't trust your copy. Yeah. Right. Unless you have someone like me who will send you an email or like a DM, <laughs> like, girl, you missed a comma. <laughs> because I can't let it go. I had, um, I had an experience like that. Not necessarily. I don't know if it falls in the copy editing. When I was in my in my former life of business, when I did stationery, um, because I never realized there was a difference between stationery for stationery that means like written things like paper and stationary as in you're not moving um i had my whole website spelled stationary with a r y and it wasn't until someone 
who was in the industry pointed out to me like, hey, just so you know, like stationary dealing with papers, E-R-Y. And at first I was kind of like a little offended by it. Cause I was like, why would you send me that? Cause it was totally unprompted. But then I was like, Oh, like I, I'm out here <laughs> looking like, I don't know what I'm talking about because I can't even spell stationary. Right. And that's what I'm, <laughs> and that's what I do. <laughs> right. So it probably would have benefited me for having <laughs> someone like you say, this is not the right word. This is not the word you're supposed to be using. <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, no matter who you're working with, whether it's a copywriter, a content writer, a copy editor, it is not our job to tell you that you've done something wrong. Yeah. That is not our goal. The whole purpose is to help you polish and, and you know, be your best self. Not to say that I, I know better than you. That's, that's, that's not what we're doing. So, you know, with something like that, you want to be kind. Even when, you know, when I'm giving editing, I'm like, no. No, oh girl, why? No, that's just wrong, right? So you want to be <laughs> compassionate and kind and recognize that I don't know everything. I I make mistakes just like the next person. So if I wouldn't want to receive harsh criticism in a really bad way, then certainly that's not how I deliver that to someone. So if I saw that, you know, I would be very kind and say, can we talk? <laughs> can, I, can I just point a little something out for you? And I mean, I, I, I do do that on occasion because I want someone to do that with me and not feel like, well, she should know better. Um, I'm human. Yeah, I I purposefully <laughs> went forward and like every time, because I was in a lot of Facebook groups that were with other stationary makers and every time it was someone new and I would see them make the same mistake I did, I was just like, hey, like I used to do this just so you know, like, E just remember that one because it's like E for envelope and like that's how you know you remember you're using the right one and a lot of they were like oh my god thank you so much like I didn't realize and it's those small things that and and again I think it just comes from me I knew there was obviously I knew there was a difference in the definition of the words but both my parents grew up in Spanish households like I didn't my mom still to this day speaks very phonetically with some words and so she doesn't pronounce them the right way all the time uh, so I didn't grow up like, you know, reading and I, I read a lot, but I didn't grow up always knowing how things were spelled or, you know, how where you put the commas in places and it's stuff I had to teach myself. So, yeah, I think it especially for people like me, it probably benefits to have <laughs> someone come in and like make sure that you're doing it right. I mean, I even had the show with my Christmas cards like my last name is Willis. And, you know, for the longest time on our Christmas cards, I would just sign it the Willis family because I didn't know how you wrote out the Willis's, like, you know, that <laughs> that apostrophe S or if it's, you know, W-I-L-L-E-S, which I learned it's the E-S at the end. Like, you add that. And so, <laughs> like, little things like that that you don't even think about, that having someone come in and just saying, hey, like, this is yeah. how you should do it. <laughs> this exactly. Is <laughs> and, you know, speaking of spelling and, you know, careers, like, so I, when I was going through one of my certifications, I had someone uh, point out that I was spelling copy editing wrong. That one word. That it's one word. And I was like, <laughs> um, that's not necessarily true. <laughs> so <laughs> copy editing. See, people, people do it different ways. They like copy it. writer, copy writer together, <laughs> copy Which, editor together yeah. or separate. So copy writer. So Think title, you're speaking about someone, right? So two words. But the difference with copy editing, it's like like a vide videographer or someone mm -hmm. who edits video. If you only put editor, that could be 
video that could be copy, it could be a number of things. So that's the distinction why we put copy editor. Now to see them as one word or copy editing as one word, it's not right or wrong. It is essentially a personal choice. If you see it hyphenated, like if you're working in Grammarly, Grammarly will flag copy they editing. And like, words, <laughs> Let me just set the record straight and say, if you're working with an editor and she has hyphen or no hyphen, it is not grammatically wrong. <laughs> so at least, so now you know it's no, no hyphen, but it can be one word or two words. <laughs> I personally, because I'm also phonetic in how I work with a lot of content, I prefer to see them separate. So in all of my content, when I speak of myself as a copy editor, it's always two words. That's good to know. So now when I can Google copy editor, I could (laughs) make it two words. Although some people will say (laughs) the act of editing copy is copy editing as one word, but... Just saying. And I think I I feel like that's that's the thing when it comes to just writing in general and language. I mean, it's always evolving, right? Like words that never used to be words are now a thing. Uh, you know, it's it's a changing thing, which I is more of a reason why having someone come in and looking at what's being written for you or what you're writing yourself and making sure like, you know, yeah, this this might be a new way to phrase something, but let's still make sure that as, gra- as grammatically correct as it can be in the context that you're using it for, for the audience that you're using it for, like having just those extra set of eyes is helpful when it comes to things like that. It's true. It's true. I mean, and when you consider like if you're, if you're working with fiction, nonfiction, there will be a different voice. So yeah. you have a lot more leeway unless your brand is very informal and you want your copy to sound as close to how you speak as possible. Then yeah. obviously you want to make sure that your editor is aware of that and it's in ideally a content style guide so they're, they are informed. But on the same token, like I said, copy editors are not supposed to, we're not coming in to say, do this exactly this way. Yeah. Because I, honey, I'm not one for prepositions (laughs) at the end of a sentence, and yet we do it all the time. It is more common to find that in copy now. I will see it in cringe, but it is not necessarily (laughs) wrong at this stage of our evolution and how, you know, language. I I did read that. I read an article recently that was like, you know, that it was a very old way of writing and it's not necessarily true anymore. And I appreciate that you said that if you have an informal way of, working with your audience that, you know, to make sure that your copy editor knows that I have this internal struggle with myself every time I write an email, because I always say like, I'm gonna do something. And I want my emails to be like me sounding, but I'm like, do I put gonna or do I put going? Because I know which one is the right word. But which one do I like, what am I trying to convey when I'm writing this? So I'm, I appreciate that you're not that you won't be like, no, you can't use gonna. Like, it's more so like, you know, if you have a content style guide, like this is the language that I use frequently. This is, you know, how I want to sound, edit within those parameters. That's exactly right. And my my copywriter, Joe Harris, uh, we just started working together recently. And when I gave her my, my 
content style guide. And I was saying, you know, I, I like to be very informal. You know, I'm, I'm very casual with my clients. I treat them like family, they're friends. You know, she was like, no, no, <laughs> your content doesn't read that way. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> and again, it's a situation where I'm so close to it. And how I work with my clients one-on-one is very different than the types of the type of content that I release in a social or a blog post or in a, in a guide, right? Yeah. So when you're working with someone and they recognize that, you, you, you ebb and flow, you work with that. But again, no one is saying you have to do it exactly this way unless it's like totally egregious, totally off like your, your, right? We don't want that ever. Never <laughs> is that a good thing. That is never. That's right. an immediate way to say like, no, I don't want to work this person. Like you, we should all know that one. But <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, Jay, I appreciate you being on the show. This has been a very fascinating conversation about copy that I think hopefully who are, those who are listening to the show would probably when they saw the title, they were probably like, what is, why would I want to listen to this episode? But I, I knew it was just going to be such an interesting conversation. So Jay, where, where can people find you at and learn more about copy editing? Oh my gosh. So to learn more about copy editing from me, you can check out my website at bosscopyediting.com. And for everyone who's ever wondered, what do we look at copy editors specifically? I have a free guide that is also on my website. It is the top 10 writing hacks that editors wish you knew, but won't tell you. (laughs) And I'll make sure to put the link to that in the show notes for the episode. I'm going to download it myself because I know that I, I'm going to get it and just be like, oh, I'm probably doing all of these things. (laughs) So. You might be surprised. (laughs) (laughs) But Jay, thank you so much for being on the show. It was really good. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I appreciate you. Happening next week on the Strategy for Creatives podcast, I'm talking to Megs Thompson, a professional words worker, intuitive writing coach, ghostwriter, author, and publisher about how writing a book can help grow your business. So don't forget to tune in next Tuesday to listen to the episode. Thanks for tuning in to the latest episode of the Strategy for Creatives podcast. I hope you enjoyed the insightful discussion and hopefully found valuable tips that you can put in your business today. If you found the podcast helpful, I'd love it if you take a moment to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback helps me make a better show and reach more listeners like you. And don't forget to share the podcast with your favorite business owner who could benefit from the strategies and insights I share on the show. New episodes come out every Tuesday, so make sure to subscribe and stay up to date with the latest trends and techniques for growing your creative business. If you want more, don't forget to join the Strategy for Creatives Facebook group, or you can follow me on Instagram at Strategy by Sasha. Have a topic suggestion or a question you want to hear answered? Email me at hello at strategybysasha.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week with another episode of the Strategy for Creatives Business Minus the Bullshit podcast. Audio Podcast Network.